Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. we got a loaded show for you guys today. Um, you know, lots of stuff going on in the world of professional wrestling. we got the NBA is back and in full swing. We're going to be visiting our Detroit Pistons and kind of doing some hops around the league. And we're also going to be previewing that Michigan-Michigan State Two undefeated, going at it next week, weekend of Halloween. It, it, you know, we had a lot of stuff to join in. Um, Mike, so I'm like, let's just jump right in, I guess. Michigan, Michigan State. I think that's probably the best starting point um, to get off on this episode here. Two undefeated. What are they going to be? Five and six, probably, going into this game, hmm? right? Ranked yeah. five and six at this point. Five, uh, six and seven. Six and seven. Okay. Ranked six and seven going into it in East Lansing. 12 o'clock game, playing for the stupid Paul Bunyan trophy. Um, you know, with all the rumors that we talked about last week, too, about Mel Tucker, which we'll get into in a second, um, thoughts going into this game if you are a Spartan? Um, if you're a Spartan, yeah. you're feeling very good because you got yeah. your bye week right before the game. Yeah, no kidding. So you didn't have to worry about playing a game this week. Yep. So you're focused straight on Michigan all week, even though yep. Michigan probably was probably more on Michigan State than Northwestern, Northwestern this week. But you still had it in the back of your mind, okay, we still yeah. have a team yeah, to get right, through, right. where Michigan State had no worries of a team to get yeah, through. Yeah, because if Michigan doesn't beat Northwestern, then this game means nothing. Yeah, le- legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't mean nothing, but, but it means nothing really from for a, Michigan. From a grand scheme of things and how we operate on this show, it's not about whether you beat Michigan Michigan State. It's the fact that you have to beat Michigan State in order to get to your ultimate goal, which is getting to the Final Four. Yes. And without that, it wouldn't yeah. have happened. So. Right. But from a Michigan State standpoint, you're looking towards Michigan. So you had this bye week. Um, you have really good offense. You have some really good receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenneth uh, Walker, the running yeah. back, is playing out of his mind. A stud. Um, and Peyton Thorne is shocking everybody by actually being a competent quarterback who I didn't even know was yeah. a player last no, year. For sure. yeah, He's playing very well. And their defense is stepping up pretty big time. Yep. Um, in the last couple of weeks, like playing Indiana, mm-hmm. playing uh, getting in that overtime game in Nebraska, getting a big stop for their offense yep. to come back to yep. score and yep. win the game in overtime there. So from a Michigan State standpoint, they're looking, they're looking up. Um, are you, I mean, they're a lot better. Everyone was like, "Oh, six wins is the max," and yeah. they're already at seven. So, right. are you are you con- if you're a Michigan State, I guess fan, right? Are are you confident going into this game? Because you know, looking at it from that other side of that coin, right? You have played Nebraska tough, where you had to go to OT, right? I don't think Nebraska now. Nebraska's played a couple teams really tough. They played Oklahoma tough. They played Michigan tough. Yeah. But I would not say that Nebraska is necessarily a good. Is not a great football team, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're okay at best, right? They lose a lot of close games. It seems like under Scott Frost, um, I was not, you know, um, what was the other game that they played tight? Um, that you just mentioned, um, Indiana. Indiana, right? Like that game, they did not play well um, for a good chunk of that game, and then yeah. they finally kind of realized, oh, hey, we're better than this football team. You know what I mean? Um, especially watching what <laughs> what Ohio State did to Indiana yesterday, too. You go to see Indiana's, you know, obviously the starting quarterback being out, that doesn't help matters much either. But um, are you, uh, is there any level of concern? I mean, not taking out of the fact that you're playing Michigan, I get everybody's super confident about their team going into the game, no matter if they're both 0 7. But are you, is there any concern for you looking at this Spartans team and going, you know, we're undefeated, but 
there is this lingering feeling for me one way or the other that, you know, if this goes wrong, Michigan's going to have a big day. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think both teams equally yeah. feel that. I don't think either team, I don't think this is like, like if Ohio, when Ohio State goes into both these games, because yeah. one of them's going to be undefeated more, more than, than likely. likely. Yeah. The other one's probably, it's going to have probably just the one loss going yeah. into it. But Ohio State's going to be like, oh, we're going to go in and just pound yeah, them we're gonna probably. Be, yeah, we're going to probably have a really good yeah. shot at it. Whereas the other Michigan team going into that game was going to be like, I don't know if we're going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how both Michigan and State feel about this game probably. Yeah. Is As a Michigan fan, I look at it and I go, I don't know if they're going to be able to go in. But I don't know if a lot of State fans are just like, oh, right. yeah, we're going to go in and just – yeah, and just right. run over. Like, them. I think, yeah. I think, I think all state fans are also like Michigan has a two-headed a... running attack. Yeah, their offense can be sneaky good, yeah. and they got Aiden Hutchinson, who's a top five defensive player, yeah. right? Um, who's yeah. probably going to be drafted. And Josh in Ross, the, and, and Josh, Josh Ross, Ross. Yep. and Daxon Hill, who's going to be in the top two rounds in the yep. NFL draft this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Yep. So they have a lot of defensive pieces to be worried about. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think both teams equally go into this game nervous. Yeah. And I don't like, think neither this, one has yeah. like a strong edge, I yeah. guess. Well, because they're the same team in a lot of aspects. Yes. They both do. They both run the ball extremely well, right? They lean on the run almost until the point of no return. Um, I do think Michigan State has the edge in in the passing game uh, for sure. I think just because they're most, they have better wide receiver. Like if Ronnie Bell was playing, I feel like that gap would be a little bit closer because mm-hmm. you would have a, a legitimate number one player for Michigan, but mm-hmm. you don't have that now. Um, so you've got a lot of guys that you're just kind of piecemealing together that it's anybody's day that mm-hmm. day kind of thing. Um, and I'm not supremely confident in Cade McNamara either at quarterback. I, I just, you can't tell me that you're seeing anything that makes you go, Oh yeah, this is, this mm-hmm. is the guy you're just not seeing it. Um, key to victory for the Spartans. Um, key is, to it, victory is it going to wind up being, is it, is it going to wind up being the passing game like they yeah, did last year where I they, think- where they just made big plays on the outside yeah i mean you look at that game last year it was all it was it was the deep bomb that finally kind of yeah i would would say if if nothing else i think it is the passing game i think the running game is going to be stifled a little bit because of their front michigan's front seven yeah i think um jermaine jerome the corner and um vincent gray i think those are keys Mm -hmm. for the michigan's defense but i think i don't think they're good enough to stop yeah. Um. The guys Michigan State has offensively, I right. think they're just gonna run up and down the field on them. To be honest. Yeah. And I think they're gonna notice it early and go, okay, so Kenneth Walker might not have the best day here with Aiden Hutchinson out there, mm-hmm. but against these corners, definitely yeah. can have a good day. So I right. think they're gonna realize it early and try to take some shots early. And if they score on those big shots, I think that's Michigan State's big key. Yes. Yeah. Throw the ball. And if it works early, just keep doing it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. Because Michigan State's going to go, okay, we got this one, but now we're going to start running the ball. Yeah. And that's where they can go bad. Just keep throwing yeah. it if it works. Right, yeah. Um, I think the big play is is going to wind up being – and I know it's very cliche to say that, but I think in this game particularly because I think they're very, very close. Both teams I think are very evenly matched in a lot of aspects. Yeah. So because of that, I think the big playability is going to be huge – whether it's a big run, whether – like, if I'm a Michigan fan, I am petrified that Michigan State starts off hot. Yeah. Because if they start off hot, I don't think you have a way to get back in this game. Mm-hmm. You, you're a running football team. You ran the ball 58 times against Northwestern yeah. on, you know, this past week. So you have to be able to control the tempo of the game. You have to. There's, no, there's really no other way around it, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you go down 14 – I don't know if you're coming back mm-hmm. from this game. I, I would agree with you that. You know what I mean? Um, looking at Michigan, looking at Michigan though, um, 
is this a game where you is for I guess for either one of these teams, right? Before I go to Michigan's key to victory here, is this game for you a a benchmark game where you go, all right, if whatever team comes out of this with the victory here, does that give you any sort of confidence at all that they can maybe make a run for the Big Ten championship? Like mm-hmm. a legitimate run where like, okay, the you know, assuming that they take care of business and they wind up, you know, it's a, either for both teams, it's Ohio mm-hmm. State game. If they yeah. beat Ohio State, they're going to be the representative for that side. Yeah. So, is this the game though where you go, okay, I can maybe buy in to one of these two teams getting there to play for the Big Ten championship and hopefully get yeah. in the Final Four? To th- yeah, it's actually funny because I think State has a better shot of winning this game. Yeah. But I think if Michigan wins this game, yeah, they would have a better shot. Yeah, to beat Ohio of State. beating Ohio State and getting there. Okay. Because I think Michigan has the pieces to be a great team. Yeah. Like they have a two headed monster at running back who's just mm-hmm. dominating bad teams and yeah. it's doing well against good teams. Yeah. Um they have a decent receiving core, a speedy receiving core. Yeah. The real problem is like their quarterback not being able to throw the ball downfield. No. I like um, the tight end too. All I recall. Yeah. He's really yeah, good. He's, he's really just good. a big like yep. body he's tight big end. dude, good hands. And defensively you have a really good safety in Daxon Hill. Mm-hmm. You have a couple good young linebackers who are fast. Yep. And you have a star defense and Aiden yep. Hutchinson yep. that can go get to the quarterback when you need him to. Mm-hmm. So I think Michigan has the keys. Yeah, I think they're built better to face Ohio State, considering that um, their quarterback, I don't know, his name is escaping me at this point in time, but he's a pocket passer. CJ Shroud. Yeah, he's he's yeah. not an athlete. He's not just. Yeah, fields. no, you know, he's staying in the pocket and yeah. throwing. So I think, like, if you match them up, like, I don't think MSU's pass rush yeah. is consens- consistent enough to get to CJ Shroud. Right. But I think he'll throw the ball. I think Aiden Hutchinson and company yeah. can at least get to him enough mm-hmm. to, like, make, make him, him a little uncomfortable. Make him throw and, the ball too early. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then I think their offense with the running game, limit possessions, could beat Ohio State. Yeah. I don't think Michigan State has that much of a chance to beat Ohio State. Yeah. So I would say I think Michigan State has the slight edge in this matchup. Yes. Um. But if Michigan does win, I do think Michigan has the better chance overall yeah. of making the full run mm-hmm. into the Final Four. Right. In, about, a, in a weird way. It's right, like, yeah. Like it's, yeah. It. It's, it's, look on roster composition, yeah. right? It's really what, you're, what are they yeah. good at? Just what Michigan are we good State at? Michigan State lines up really, really well yeah. against Michigan. Right, because I think they do things, I think, based on what Michigan's weakness is, which is the secondary, yeah. right, and their passing game on offense. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, I think, has a clear advantage in both of those categories yes. where I think that they are – I think they're going to be able to contain the pass a little bit better, and I think they're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit better. I think Michigan has the edge running the ball, but mm-hmm. not to the same margin that Michigan State does throwing the ball. Yes. Um, key to victory for the Michigan Wolverines. Is, is it going to wind up coming down to Cade McNamara has a game where like we go, okay, finally we see why Harbaugh continues to do this, or is this going to be the game where you know that – we just still see the two-headed monster just take over, and we just go with it. Yeah, I don't even think the offense is the key. I think yeah. the defense is the key. Okay. I think if the defense can slow down the big play, yeah. I think I think it all comes down to the big play at the end yeah. of the day, and it's the big play from the Michigan State offense, Michigan yeah. defensive side. Mm-hmm. If Michigan's able to stop those big plays from happening and stop the air attack from happening, yeah. I think it's all about Michigan's game to lose at that point yeah. because I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to have himself a day I think yep. Michigan being able to stop the offensive aerial attack. I mm-hmm. think Michigan's running game will then be able to flourish. And when you lessen possessions like that, I think yeah. Michigan's Michigan's ideology of not turning the ball over yep. will help oh, if yeah, you absolutely. limit possessions. Absolutely. Because Peyton Thorne's going to be, okay, 
third quarter, yep. ten to seven game. Okay, we gotta start airing the ball out. Right. But if it, if that's not working, and Michigan's just run, 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 yep. screen pass, run, but they're just eating yeah. you alive with the clock. Yeah. Michigan could come out of this with a thirteen to seven win, right? And that's right. all Michigan would need is that win. So yeah, I think Michigan getting off to a hot start, especially because East Lansing's gonna be on fire yes. to open this game. I think it is so important that if they do wind up getting the ball first. Yeah. They have to come away with points. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a field goal, that's fine. But they have to set the tone early yeah. that they have to be able to move the football. Is this a game – because I don't think there's a lot of games like this. Yeah. But this is a game where you win the coin toss. Are you receiving or do you defer? Because um, there are those certain yeah, games are, yeah, this where is a tough I, I would say like like Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Right. I think if you it's win huge. that coin toss, you it's take huge. it and it's you huge. just go down the field and yeah. score. Right. Because then it's like, all right, Chiefs, you're in a hole. Yeah, go get move. out of it. You're, you're moved now. Yeah, right. I think there are games like that where it's like we're going to – like the Rams state, right? Like yeah. the Rams lines. I think the Lions need to take – and this is going to be after Lions game. But right. I think if the Lions win the toss, you need to take it and go down the field and try score. to score. Because yeah. it's like, all right, Rams. Yeah, because if the Rams go down immediately and score in five plays and you go, well – it's seven this zero. Is, this you is get rough. and then golf and company to answer that, and you're not going to be able exactly. To so I think there are very certain games where it's we need to take the ball, go down, and make a statement. Is this yeah. that game, or are you okay deferring and having Here's your defense get that? Stop? I think I'd actually rather defer. And here is my logic. And I I, I was while you were talking, right? Because I, I think that is such an astute point, though, that I don't think enough people are talking about is how you start this game because yes. there is legitimate strategy involved when it comes to this, right? Yeah. So if Michigan defers. To the second half. I think that's probably from a long-term play better. And here's why. Because I think that if if Michigan State scores the first drive, I think Michigan, with the way they run offensively, I think they can keep it close. Where if they go down 13-10 at half, if they're down even a score, right? 7 nothing, 10, you know, 10-3, whatever, and then get ball at the second half, then they dictate the pace for the second half for the for the home stretch, right? Mm-hmm. Also to that. I think that Michigan historically doesn't start off very fast in these games. So because of that, if defensively you can go in and get a stop on Michigan State's first drive, now it's all in your favor, right? Mm-hmm. You can run your offense. There is no sense of urgency. You pound the rock. You you put McNamara in easy-to-convert situations where you don't make Cade be the hero of this game. Mm-hmm. It's all going to rely upon Haskins and Corum to make plays. And and that your tight end is going to be your safe haven. So yeah. I think that and you know like in, in the backfire of that is obviously Michigan State hits an eighty yard run or they throw an eighty yard bomb. Well then maybe you're dead. But I would prefer I think to trust Michigan's defense to at least attempt to get that a first initial stop to kill some of that crowd noise immediately. Get get the ball back and even if it's just get a, a couple first downs just to settle everything down a little mm-hmm. bit to get it to a manageable play, pace rather than try to get the ball first and take two shots and check down like they did against Northwestern on a drive and punt on a three and out. Because they go three and out, if they get the ball and punt three mm-hmm. and out, it's going to be almost impossible to get any sort of momentum in that first half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you yeah. on that. I was just a no, – No, 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 I think, no, it's, no, it's a great point because, it, honestly, if you take the ball, yeah. you get the ball, you go down the field and score, yeah. you've killed the crowd. Yeah. And then it's like – all right, Michigan State, you answer. No, I guess I guess the inverse of that. So that's from Michigan's yeah. point of view. Right. Does State want to take the ball? Yes, then? I think Michigan State absolutely wants to take the ball. And I think because that crowd is going to be – actually, I, I think you can make the argument either way because they're home I think is a big, big factor for them. Yeah. But I think if you're Michigan State, I think you get the ball and 
you go run it right down Michigan. Yeah. It, that's that's the key. It's yeah. not even the passing game. Is if yeah. Kenneth Walker goes down there, has six carries for fifty eight yards, and they score, mm-hmm. you just went. We ran the ball right at you, and you couldn't stop it. Yeah. Now try and match that. See it now. See me like going yeah. like reverse psychology yeah. on that. That's why I would say as Michigan, yeah. and you don't want to play into that. Yeah. But like Michigan might want to receive to like do that slow yeah. that bleeding a little bit of right. like if you think now you don't obviously go in thinking your defenses are going to be able to stop them <laughs> but right. you're like maybe you want to take it first and try to get that yeah. first score right so you could kind of get the crowd out of it for their first possession right because if they get the if you defer and they get the ball first mm-hmm. and they do anything on offense not even like <clears> if they just get a couple first downs yeah that place is going to be so, so insane loud. yeah that's like even if you get them to punt that offense can have such a struggle yeah. if your offense can just go out there and go this down game, the field. Yeah. So I think I think either way, it's it's a, a tough. It's, it's tough, tough for sure. This game is going to come down to, in my opinion, it's going to come down to field position, right? Yeah. And it's going to come down to the first two or three, the first drive individually for both teams, for both halves. Mm. I think it's going to be a four drive kind of game where yeah. if Michigan State is effective on their first drive of the game and then the first drive of the first half or the second half and vice versa for Michigan, I think those are going to be the deciding factors because you're coming off, you're fresh, you're ref- or you're refreshed, you're ready to go, you've, you've made adjustments, what have, what have you, right? Yep. Does the game plan work? What are we going to do to stop X? What, are we, what have we prepared for for this? Can we put up points? If, if, if Michigan State has 14 on two drives and Michigan, and Michigan has 10, I think Michigan State wins this football game. I think if Michigan executes – to start the game mm-hmm. and 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 to start the second half and they just kind of dictate their pace. I think Michigan wins this football mm-hmm. game. Um, let's bring in the Mel Tucker thing a little bit though because I do think it's important because you know I was looking at some you know people have him as like the third highest um, like the betting favorites right. I think they've got like uh, Lane Kiffin and uh, somebody else as yeah. as other. There's a guy coaches. from like Louisiana Lafayette that people want him to go yeah. to. So. Um, but Mel Tucker's right up there as one of the favorites to get this, right? If you are a it, – does it play any sort of factor at all that there's already talk that Mel may be leaving or that he's in talks to leave or any of that stuff? He hasn't come out and said anything, obviously. What is he going to do? And if he did, he would say, I'm not taking the LSU job. We talk about fully committed to Michigan State right up until he leaves. But – is that play a factor at all in this football game, or is the rivalry enough to be like it, it's all all the secondary noise is drowned out at this point? Yeah, I think I think if they weren't both seven and zero, yeah. I think that would be a factor. Yeah. If they were, if they were like oh, states four and three, Michigan's yeah. five and two or yeah. something, right. I think that would be more of a case. Mm-hmm. But I think because they're both seven and zero and they're so like their season's still technically they're, they're, in they're, front of them. Yeah, right? like yeah. like even though we both don't think they'll beat Ohio State, yeah. there's like that inkling of if Michigan hey, State listen, wins they're this undefeated, game, still they're they undefeated chance. and yeah. you can go beat Ohio State still. Yeah. Um, um, I think that that noise is not as loud of the Mel Tucker room than yeah. it would be if they if their season was yeah. three losses and basically right. done already. Yeah. Um. So no, I don't think it's going to impact them too much. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I think Mel Tucker until their first loss or whatever happens, right. I think it's going to be no. I am fully committed to Michigan State right. until that first loss or two happens. Then maybe you go okay. Now there's a chance that he could leave, <laughs> yeah, but right. until then, he's not going to give up on a seven and zero team that has a chance of making the final four until right. that opportunity goes away in a right. loss. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike, give me a score. <laughs> Who wins the football game? See, I have 
I have one. I think more people are going to be shocked by your response than mine because I've been down in Michigan all year. So yeah, I've been probably. saying Michigan State's been going to win this game no, for months. I have I have a, a caveat to mine. Okay. And it's a very specific caveat yeah. that I don't think is going to happen. No. So I Not have, unless things have gotten out of hand very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Michigan State 21-17. Yeah. Unless the score is like – 14 to 10 at halftime yeah. and they make the switch to JJ McCarthy yeah. at quarterback for Michigan. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is because last year, Joe Milton was the quarterback first game did really, really well against Minnesota. Yep. Then he had two bags back against Wisconsin and um, Michigan, State. Michigan state where that were just stinkers. Yeah. And he did not play well. And then he played a, like a quarter or a half against Rutgers. Yep. And they're like, you know what? We can't do this anymore. They pulled him, put K McNamara in and he had like four touchdowns. Yep. One interception or something through like 350 yards gave him the spark yep. to go out and like finish the game and beat Rutgers and like triple overtime last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I think that same ideology can happen this year where Cade comes in, he doesn't throw an interception, doesn't throw a touchdown either, though, has like 100 yards through the air. Right. They're down 14 to 10. It's like Michigan's going to get the ball to start the second half, yeah, and because they deferred the kickoff, and right. it's like, all right. We need that spark. Yeah. JJ, we need to go we're, score. Yeah, yeah, we need to go score something because if we don't, we're screwed. JJ, go in and lead the team down. And yeah. if that happens, is the only way I'll take Michigan winning. Mm-hmm. But as a betting person, I'll take Michigan State 21 17 to cover the spread. Yeah. I think the spread's going to be like three and a half. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I think Michigan's going to be favored going into this game. I have Michigan State winning this football game. I think until Mich- Michigan has yet to show me consistently they can show up to big games and play well now this team in particular is a little bit harder to read because i felt like at times they play up to competition where they thought they needed to like even though wisconsin has turned out to be not as great as we thought they were i thought they played up to that challenge where they went in and they went we're gonna beat wisconsin that's the one thing too is like so two years ago yeah uh, we watched that mid Tennessee State game that right. Michigan they played. They played down, and they played down. It was like yep. forty to twenty-five, yep. and you're like, "What just happened there?" Right. Like, yeah, wow, like, oh so yeah, you still had four touchdown passes. Like, oh, that was the ugliest game. And then game Army, ever. they went to like double overtime, and yep. like remember, yep. remember how that season, and then it went downhill. I would say the one thing that Michigan did this year yep. was every game they were supposed to win, they like decimated. Western right. Michigan, they beat by like thirty. Yep. Washington, I was there, they beat them by like twenty-one by yep. only running the ball. They yeah. even th- they threw no. the ball like eight times yep. and still beat the crap out of them. Right. You know, North like Northern like all. Illinois, yeah, Wisconsin, they just even they beat yep. by twenty one. Like they went into games that they were supposed to win, yeah. and just decimated. Right, people. Northwestern, I think it's a perfect example. Of that second half, they came out and they went, nope, this game's over. Yeah, this game, like we're not, we're not letting you have yeah. any chance in no. this game at all. And so that gives me a. That's why I think the score is gonna be closer. Yeah. Why I think if JJ comes in, if they're down, mm-hmm. now obviously if Michigan's like winning, I might just be wrong. Michigan yeah, well, yeah. If Michigan's but, up twenty one nothing and a half, you go, all right, well clearly, yeah, clearly <laughs> we were wrong, and, right. and that's right. But I think they're gonna be down at halftime. And if they make that switch to JJ, I think that they can come out and win this game. But I don't know if Cade has enough if it's a close game late yeah. to like pull make it out play. of his butt. So I, I'm taking Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. Unless that one caveat, like I'm going right. to come on next week if JJ yeah. leads into a win, I'll be like, that was my one caveat. Yeah, right. That's the only caveat yeah. I get for this is that one caveat. Yeah. Other than that, I'm taking Michigan uh, State. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving the Spartans the win here. I'm going to say it's 24. I'm going to say 24-20. Um, I think Michigan's going to get in the red zone a couple times and just not be able to punch it in. I feel like they've had problems with that in the past. Um, and I think a big play beats them. I think this game's going to be close. Yeah. All, I, It's either, for me, it's this game is either going to be like on pins and needles the whole game or one team's going to come out and blitzkrieg the other. I, Because yeah. I, there's always that. In a, in a rivalry game like this, you always see it where it's either it's down to the wire or 
Alabama comes out and just beats Auburn to death, yeah. right? It's one of those situations. And we haven't seen that in a very long time with Michigan, probably since last time Michigan was undefeated going into this game where they kind of really handled Michigan Yeah, it was State. like three, four years ago. Yeah, they like where they really just dog-walked them, right? So um, so it's one of those things to where, like, this year, because they're both undefeated, I'm like, I, I've been very open and honest, and, and some people say I've just been down on both teams, but... I don't think either team is good enough to make the final four. So that's why, for me, this game is so hard to call because they're very similar. I think they're good, not great football teams. Yes. Um, so with that being said, yeah, I'm going to take Spartans 24-20. Um, hope I'm wrong. I mean, not no bias here. I hope Michigan wins this football game. I absolutely yeah. do. I'll be rooting for them. Yes, but, do I think, but do I think that they're going to be able to pull it out? Not until they show yeah. me they can. And that's the reality where I'm at right yeah. now. If this was – Four years ago in the Harbaugh era, I'd probably be more Michigan, but mm. we've seen this track yeah. <laughs> before. So it's going to be a great game, though, one yeah. way. Though. And it's great for the state. It's great yeah. for the state to see both teams back in a prominent position, top 10 football teams yeah. going at it. Prime time, noon Eastern. Yep. Joel Clatt, Gus Johnson. It's going to be a fun time. Yes. Yeah. Love me some Joel Clatt. Yeah. Also, people that were complaining that it's not the 730 game, yeah. uh, I'd rather take a 12 o'clock Joel Clatt game yep. than I will a 730 Kirk Herb Street. Kirk, Kirk Street. Yeah. No offense. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk I like Kirk Herbstreit. All right, I like that crew, but yeah. like us and Joel Clatt do, I think, to me, a much better job. I like the SEC guys who call games, too. Who is the it? 330 the 330 guys? No, no. The um, – oh, what's his name? The, he calls a lot of Alabama games. Um, he's He was a quarterback. I'm going to have to find it now. That's going to annoy me. But he calls a lot of – he calls a lot of like. I just know he calls a lot of Bama games. I was gonna say I don't. I don't watch yeah. a lot. It's of always SEC prime. Time. It's always prime time. He's always yeah. the prime time guy. But um, anyway, yeah, that's gonna be a great game though. It's gonna be great for the state of Michigan. Um, like I said, either way, hopefully gives one of us a chance to maybe play Ohio State. Yeah. Maybe. I, I, and like my favoritism of Michigan will be because yeah. that that game on November twenty yeah. whatever. Will Hopefully be a lot of fun something. if it's undefeated Michigan versus one loss Ohio State. It'll like mean a lot more. Oh, absolutely, so. for sure. Yep, for sure. Or if Michigan State plays Ohio State, or, yeah. or when they play them, and Michigan State's undefeated. You know, yeah. Who knows? Same, same way. You know, it's gonna be interesting for sure. All right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's go to the hardwood. Let's talk NBA. Um, first week of the season kind of is kind of in the books at this point. Relatively. Yeah. Um. You know, you were at the home opener for our Detroit Pistons in a in a losing effort. Um. Yes. And then they went to Chicago and lost again. By a lot more. Yeah, not not the best play. I think Chicago has got to be pretty happy with early returns so yes. far from their acquisitions. But um, just opening thoughts. Obviously, we haven't seen Cade Cunningham yet. He's The rumor is that he's going to be back after their road trip next weekend. Um, so that'll be good to see him. So we'll obviously we'll kind of check in yeah. as the season goes. But um, thoughts early on, a couple games in. We only see him against one team, so you know, it is what it is. But – Early returns on Detroit Pistons. We've only got 80 games left. <laughs> yeah. That's it? Only 80? Only 80, yep. Um, yeah, I think um, I think they've been fine. I think you've seen everything that we've talked about to yeah. an extent is yep. kind of there. Shadiq Bay looks really good. Yes. Jeremy Grant's their number one guy, yep. and you can tell by a long stretch. Um, I did like seeing Isaiah Stewart at the five. Yeah. Um, didn't think I would. I thought Kelly Olenek would be a better five, but I like Kelly Olenek coming off the bench and giving him like yeah. bench points mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if he didn't give him bench points, no one Nobody would give him bench. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Trey Lyles tried. He, he tries really hard, <laughs> and it's just not there. Um, so I do like what they have, and it will be fun when they finally have Cade there and they get to kick uh, – uh, Frank Jackson or whoever starting at the two guard out into mm-hmm. the bench and get him into the mm-hmm. bench role yeah. while Cade gets the starting role minutes yep. and stuff. 
So that'll be fun to see in a week or so. But yeah, um, yeah the first two games were not very good. Second game was awful. Yeah. Um, there's the problem with this team, and I think the problem they'll have going forward is they're trying. They're going to try to be a really good defensive team in a offensive superpower league. Yeah. And that's going to be their long-standing problem that they're going to have. Right. Yeah. Is do until, they have enough? Do they have enough power? offensively yeah. to stick with teams? Because yep. we talked about like in a couple years when they're competing, they're hoping to win games like. 98 96 probably and stuff yep, yep. they don't want to hit mid hundreds nope. but when you're gonna to have to go up against brooklyn yep. the lakers milwaukee and these teams that could put up 130 points yeah i don't know if your defense is good enough for that and you're seeing it very early with the bulls where the bulls are just like we're putting up 110 yep. you know 100 right. points and you're barely reaching 80 at this right. point because right. you have the offensive firepower to it yep. so uh, that's the early thoughts i have and also killian is playing Really, really bad basketball. Yeah, and that's the concerning point for me. I, I, there was two things. We talked about this off air, but I figured we should bring it back here. But the two things that I took away from early action, right, where the games actually matter. Number one, Killian's got to be better. Uh, yes. Dwayne Casey has said that as much as well. It's like, listen, you have to be better. Being 19, 20 years old at this point, doesn't you, you can't use that as an excuse. You're in the NBA. You need to play better. Straight up. You, you, 20 points or 20 minutes, no points, 0 for 6 shooting opening night. Can't happen. It cannot happen from a starter. It cannot happen. Um the other thing for me is that, you know, looking at how these games break down, you mentioned Jeremy Grant as their number one option. Um, and this is why I think I was as excited as I was about getting the number one overall pick and getting Cade here um, is the fact that Jeremy Grant cannot be your number one option, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Um, you're down four, down five. I don't think Jeremy Grant should be your primary option. It needs to be Kate Cunningham. Um, at least have him. In, maybe if, if Grant winds up being the one taking the shot, maybe that's okay if he's wide-ass open. Mm -hmm. But Cade Cunningham is the person that needs to have the basketball in his hand in those situations. Um, that's what you drafted him for. That's why he is the number one pick. That's why. And obviously, uh, he's not available yet, So right? So, But that, to me is the number one thing where I look at and I go, oh my gosh, they need him here because they need that guy to take over basketball games to go, nope, it's mine. They need, mm -hmm. and you made a great comp uh, comparison with Luka in Dallas where it's like, listen, when it's nut cutting time and we need a basket, there's only one person that basketball is going to and you're just going to have to live with it and it's Luka Doncic. Yeah. It has to be Cade. And, they, and they're missing that desperately mm -hmm. right now. Killian needs to play better, obviously. I love what I've seen out of Shadiq Bey out of two games so far. Um, yeah. He's really grown his game, and I think they really found a legitimate star mm -hmm. in him. Um, but Jer but imagine Jeremy Grant being your second option where he's still putting up 20 a night, mm -hmm. and then Cade is your number one option with Shadiq Bey, with Kelly Olynyk coming off the bench. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, maybe we can find those points mm -hmm. that we're looking for, right? But when Jeremy Grant has to shoot the ball 25 times in order to get those 22 points, your efficiency is not there. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And then also having Killian being 0 for 6, you know, two assists, and you go, you're, you don't even exist mm -hmm. um, in, in, you know, in the box score. That can't happen from a starter either. Yeah, no, I think – um, I think they're missing 15 points yes. and like six assists yeah. yep. and eight rebounds from yep. Kate Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Um, yep. And uh, I think the the projected game that he's going to come back is the Magic game. Yep. That happens, um, I guess, five days. Uh, it would be the October 30th, yep. that Saturday. Um, 
And I think that's a perfect game for him to come back to because it's not a very good team. Uh, home, second home game, and you can really show off some stuff against a bad uh, Orlando, Orlando team. Magic team. So um, I think I think you're missing a lot from Cade. Yep. And I think that Luka Doncic comparison is like exact, where yep. I think they're going to go through him a lot. And Jeremy Grant's second score will be a lot better. And oh, I think yeah. the team will just be a lot better when Cade's back. So it's hard to... It's hard to see, see what, what the final product, product is, is, right? Yeah. yeah. When we're 20, 30 games in, yeah. and we it's really like, see these rotations flow in, you're going, okay, all right, I see what they're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're a, like when you're a, when you're an offense and you rely so much on like – like if you're like Tennessee, yeah. the Tennessee Titans, yeah. and you rely so much on Derrick Henry, but then he's not there. Yeah. And, and it's you like, go, oh, oh, so now we, now we got to yeah. figure something else out. Mm-hmm. That's really what the Pistons are right now is – we were hoping that Cade was going to fill a lot of holes that they had. Yeah. But now that he's not there, it's like now you're seeing the glaring holes that are yeah, there. Right. And so now you're like, okay, when he comes back, maybe you know the Jeremy Grant like efficiency right. will get patched. And maybe right. Killian's assist numbers will go up yeah. because he doesn't worry about scoring or yeah. whatever. Like Maybe stuff gets patched up right. when Cade comes well, back. Well, you see it too, right? When you have a player like this, right, it all of a sudden becomes the whole – like. Killian going having twenty minutes of a game action, but you know going over six. Maybe you don't notice that as much because Cade still has his eighteen points, mm-hmm. right? And Killian's got nine assists. You know what I mean? And you can see that he's contributing to the offense in different ways. Maybe yeah. shooting just wasn't his, it wasn't his night. Whatever, yeah. fine. But you've got options other elsewhere, right? On. Other things going on. But when you don't have that, it's almost like you're missing two starters mm-hmm. because now Killian's not producing offensively. Cade's out. And now you're really forcing your bench, which is outside of Olenek, very unproven in a lot of a, in a lot of regards. Yeah. And then you're also forcing guys like Jeremy Grant and Shadiq Bay to force some shots that, you know, and not to mention the fact that Isaiah Stewart is not, I wouldn't call a offensive juggernaut. Yeah. He's a rebounding, hard work, defensive machine. That's mm-hmm. what he does. He's not there to put up 30 a night. Yeah. So really when you yeah, go into these Bulls games – and if Killian's not producing and you're missing Cade, you're really going two on five offensively yeah. in these games where you go, oh, boy. And I know some people are mad that Olenek's come off the bench. You need Olenek to come off the bench because when those guys sit, you need production. Yeah. You need to go. Yeah, that's 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 a fundamental problem I think yeah. this team's always going to have, though, yes. is you, you play a team like – and we're just gonna name the top like the Bucks yeah. and stuff like that, yep. and the Lakers, where you go, they have five guys yeah. that can spread out, shoot, yes. and or drive and do right. whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you play the Pistons, it's like, all right, so we don't really have to worry about Killian because he's yep. not doing a lot. Right. And yep. Isaiah Stewart can't shoot. Yep. He's so now play the paint. Yep. So now if we kick him out of the paint, he's not anything from outside right. of ten feet. So now we really only have to worry about three Even though guys. He has the green light according to Dwayne yeah. Dwayne Casey. He has, he has a green light and shot over six the last few games. But <laughs> and maybe that gets better. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, right. I think he literally will shoot like Draymond Green. Well, he'll make one every like thirty. I think he's gonna go in there all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you're when you're going basically three on five offense, even when Cade comes back, it's gonna be yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's gonna be yeah. I, I'm 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 still very very excited about the future of this basketball team. Yes. Um, as we mentioned before, I think Mike said you know they get to thirty wins. That's pretty you know we're. Yeah. probably where they're going to be. I was hoping for a play-in or at least to be competing for a play-in spot. Mike is shaking his head and saying, absolutely not. No, um, so, so, you I know. That's a little too optimistic. Yeah, so. I know. I'm trying. But uh, at the same time, though, early returns, right, I can see where they're going, right? Yes. And you're seeing these plot holes where you just go, okay. And and the best part of this whole thing is I know Troy Weaver is like, okay. You know what I mean? And he's just yeah. kind of going, 
all right, let's just let's just see where this goes, you know. So that's the part to me where he's like, okay, just flitting all that money around that he's gonna have in the next few off seasons. It's like, all right, who are we gonna go get? What yeah. are we gonna go do? Who are we gonna go? What move are we gonna make? You know, yeah. to put this team over the top. So I'm I'm still very excited about the confidence. I love the fact that Dwayne Casey said something though about Killian, where he's like, hey, you got to play better, guy. Like yeah. there's there's nothing else about. It. And I know Killian does too. You know, he's 20 years old. This is really his going to be his first real season because he was hurt a Come good on, chunk yeah. of last year. So, you know, the devel- and I think it's hard when you look at Shadiq Bay, who has taken several steps, and look at Killian, you go, what the hell? And you go, full season of action, all NBA rookie team, guy who played 20 games yeah. with a hip injury. It's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah, really. Shadiq also had the Team USA stuff going. Yeah, so like exactly. he was playing with KD and yep. and those guys for learning. a little bit so sitting just, under the learning tree. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he didn't play any, but like he learned. Well, he looks bigger. He looks faster. He's attacking the he's attacking the rim. It's no longer three and D for him. He's yeah. attacking the rim. He's pulling off. He's got a nice step back jumper. I'm really really loving the fact that he came in and went. I'm gonna take my game to the next level. And yeah. You're seeing early returns of that already, which is. Pretty damn fantastic, yes. quite frankly. Um, any other any other real thoughts around the league so far um, that you've known? I mean, we're so early in, right? And yeah. it's not like the NFL where two games could technically show you a lot because you only have 17. We got 80 more of these bad boys. <laughs> um, anything really that kind of sticks out to you? I, I have one thing, and it's still the Ben Simmons drama, where it's just yeah. like they can't just get it figured out. They just got to get this guy traded. Yeah, um, It's a disaster. Um, but outside of that, I haven't really seen anything where I go, whoa, this is happening. Yeah. I mean, we're um, so early on. I mean, I know LeBron wanted to fight a guy from Phoenix. I saw that clip. Um, yeah, LeBron wanted to yeah. fight a guy. Rondo kicked a guy out. And yeah. then AD and Dwight yeah. started beating each other up on the sideline. Yeah, so that makes sense. That was all fun. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, I think I think we were talking about last week of like, all right, I need to see like two or three games from the Lakers to see yeah. if I wanted to pick them. And I'm definitely going to pick them. Because I think they're going to figure even it out. Even though they're 0-2? Yeah, even though they're 0-2. Because I'm just going to ride the wagon now. Everyone who's listening to this goes, he was going to pick them regardless. Don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, think, I think that defense and like, give it like three weeks will come together. It will be really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And they'll find offense somewhere. Any concern at all that Westbrook is shooting like absolute – as much as we want to dog on 20-year-old Frenchman Killian Hayes over here. We got 15-year veteran – yeah, Mr. Triple Double Westbrook clanking things off the iron. Hey, listen, right here. at least at least he can drive. Yeah, Killing Killy goes zero for yeah. six. At least my right. guy. At least yeah. Russell Westbrook goes three well, for thirteen. Like Westbrook's like, hey, listen, zero and six. That's not stopping me. Shoot or shoot. Yeah, <laughs> shoot or shoot. Even when I'm not a shooter. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's about the extent. I'm I got. Everything else. Up. Everything else is like yeah. like Lamelo is one of the best players in basketball somehow. He's playing out of his mind right now. I like the record to be shown. I was totally on board if the Pistons somehow got a high enough pick to take him. I was firmly on that train. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, you were. That's true. But I was firmly like, why the hell not? Yeah. At the time, too, you didn't have any playmakers, and you were a, a shit basketball team. So yeah. I was like, take the risk. Why the hell not? Yeah, no, he's playing great. Uh, he's playing great. And, um, yeah, I mean, Giannis is just being – yeah. decimating everybody so yeah. it's fine pretty much no I, honestly though right we're, we're so early in I, i'm interested to see as we get in 15 20 games in you know how the east breaks down a little bit because i do feel like as hard as it is you know to be a pistons fan around it's hard to be an east a, a fan of any real eastern conference team outside of brooklyn and, and the uh the bucks because the 76ers what are you going to see out of this team now right you thought you had a plan clearly that's not the plan anymore 
you know, Miami, what do you do there? Boston, that's all. You had so many question marks around the East. And then on the West side, it's almost like, okay, you know, the Lakers are going to be there. The Clippers will be existing in uh-huh. some realm of, of, of transparency, right? But where, where is Phoenix at? What does Denver do coming back? And now, now they have Kenneth, you know, when he comes back. Like, where do you have some of these younger teams that have to rival? Are we going to see a revived Golden State team? Are we going to see, you know, some of these – are we going to see Dallas finally take the next step with Luka, right? So there's, you know, some of these teams where you're just looking and saying there is so much ammo to be, you know, had here. It's just yeah. – are we going to see it or are we not? You know, it's a lot of wait and sees yeah. if and buts or candy and nuts and all that yeah. good stuff. Hoping, hoping Luca can just do his Luca thing. Okay, question for you, just as like way far down the road here, just to, yeah, you know, push it, push it to the fire. Yeah, Western Conference Finals. Okay. I'm already Western crying. Conference Finals. Okay, Dallas and Lakers. Ooh, that's okay. that's tough. Right. Okay, that's not it though. Okay, oh, God. it's Game Seven. Oh God. All right, it's Game Seven. Luca's got the ball. Yeah. All right. For the win. Are you happy or disappointed if it goes in? Ooh. See, that's tough. Knowing Brooklyn is waiting for you. Knowing Brooklyn, Brooklyn is waiting. Brooklyn is waiting. Oh, Durant, uh, Durant is standing there with his 85-inch <laughs> wingspan and his size 47 clown shoes over there. That goofy-looking um, mofo. I'm, I'm happy for like 35 seconds. And then I'm really upset because yeah. they one because I would know Dallas have no chance of beating them. No. And two, I I like Dallas w- will be in contention for like 12 years if they yes. have Luca. They need somebody else. They need somebody oh, else, but they have a lot because they just resigned Luca. Like yeah. they have so much. time. It was so big that they got him to yeah, resign. Yeah, like by they the way. have so much. Yeah, time. we didn't talk about it because it was kind of like okay, well, obviously, but at the same time, it was huge that he actually did yeah, sign. sign it. <laughs> so like they got at least like six, seven years with him. So like yeah. they have time to figure that out with Dallas. Yeah. Um, the Lakers have probably a year. Two, if you're lucky. Honestly, two, if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, we keep saying, like, three years ago, we LeBron's said, like, LeBron's going to come to Detroit because we're going to somehow draft Ronnie. Yeah. And, and, it'll all be and okay. it's all going to work out. And um, we're all going to be able to cheer for him collectively as a unit. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I'm on the – right now, I'm on the – I want the Lakers to do – I want LeBron to do well for, like, yeah. the next year or two yeah. because he's, like, out the door in, like, two years. Yeah, for And sure. then I want Luka to be good, be good, like, the next 14 years after that. So I would be upset. Already, I've already got my guys lined up. Yeah, I got, I got all lined up. <laughs> so – and then it's going to be Bronny, like, when he gets drafted. So, so I want uh, – so I would be upset after the fact if Luka does beat him yeah. because I'm like, it's good for Luka, but he probably would lose that finals. Yeah. And that would make me ultimately upset. Yeah. Okay. Now, second question. Okay. Okay. Lakers get to the finals – Okay. Oh, I already don't Lakers like get to the finals. They're playing. <laughs> they, they play. They play Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. All right. My heart's already like stressed. Mm-hmm. I might have a heart attack already. It's game seven. I, I would. I don't know if I'd watch it. <laughs> Mike's at work. He made made sure to not have to watch it. Yeah. He's stressed out. Okay. All right. Yeah. The fifty fifty. Okay. LeBron's got the ball. He's got to shoot a three though, because you know Westbrook can't take it, and Anthony Davis can't take, because Anthony Davis died because yeah. he's hurt all the time. <laughs> I already like this scenario. All right. Okay. He shoots it, all right, and yep. he misses it for the game and loses to Brooklyn. Okay. Are you? Is that it, or do you think he's got one more in him? And then vice versa. <laughs> oh, let me put it this way. Okay. You've got 
say you have two more finals runs in LeBron. Okay. Okay. With this bet, with this team. Yes. Okay. He's guaranteed to win one. He's guaranteed to lose one. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that. Okay. Guaranteed to win one. Guaranteed to lose one. Okay. But the one he wins, he's a non-factor in. He's a tw- he's a twenty-point scorer. He's nothing. But the other one he loses in, he goes crazy banana hammock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What is that? What are you happy at the end of the day that he and then he calls it a day or he goes and plays yeah. with his kid, whatever, right? Yeah. Calls it a day and you go, look what he did. But so, uh, see that, yeah. See, he loses, so- and okay. then the second one, he's like, he's the Ray Allen, like I'm just gonna ride LeBron and and make a clutch, make he makes a clutch shot or not, but like he's he's the non-factor LeBron. Yeah. So yeah, so so but they win the title. Yeah, I was gonna say so basically the scenario is yeah. Anthony Davis is Finals MVP. Yeah. But right. he gets another ring and then another one where he would have been finals. He would have been yeah, he was clearly the best player on the court by loses. far, but they lose. Well that's that's the story of LeBron's life. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean I would be totally I would be totally okay with that. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'd be hundred percent okay with that because okay. um getting the, the only problem is it would be hard to debate because it would be like, Oh well he won what so that'd be five titles. Maybe I bought four finals MVPs. Yeah. And I'm like, does that matter? I guess. Yeah. I guess it's a question if it matters. Also, I had a question for you. Okay. But this is NFL related. Okay. I'm ready. So, and I know your We're answer, good. but I think it's going to be Because <laughs> I was listening, right. I was yeah. listening, I was listening to the radio the other day, and they yep. brought this up. And I thought it was like, yeah. I thought it was a little low. Yeah. So I thought it would be interesting. For so, sure. so scenario time. Okay. Um, you have you, your work gives you a free trip to okay. anywhere you want to go. So like wherever your dream okay. spot is, like you always yep. want to go on vacation to this one area, whether it's like yep. Hawaii, wherever you want to go, right? Okay. They give you all expense paid for seven days. Okay. Would you pass up on that to watch your favorite team play in the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes? 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. If the Lions made the Super Bowl, there's nothing that stopped me from watching that football okay. game. Unless because it's like a birth of a child. I, I, cause <laughs> I, cause, so they asked this on the radio the other day, yeah. and only 30% of people would watch their team in the Super Bowl nope. to pass on this trip. Nope. I thought that number was so low. No. Nope. Because, and I yeah. was like, because of the, and maybe it's because we're like lions. I think it's why. I think that's why. Yeah. If you're a New England fan, you're like, I've seen them win six. I can go. Yeah. You know but I mean? like, I, can I, think, I think I was like, if like, or your favorite player or whatever, yeah. but I was like, yeah. I was like, even if like a Stafford Super yeah, Bowl, right, like right. you would pass yeah. up on it to watch Stafford in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, I definitely would like for yeah. like Seattle to be in the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. I would definitely pass up on a trip. I mean, it's because I just don't like vacations that much. Well, honestly, but like, here's the thing. I think it's, I think it definitely depends on where you're at, right? Like if you're a Boston Celtic fan, you're like, oh, I've got 15 freaking Yeah, if you're a Lakers fan. Like, yeah, if you're something. a Lakers fan. If, if you're, honestly, if you're a LeBron fan, like, yeah. At this point, you've seen them win them. Yeah. So it's like, okay, whatever. Like, actually, the Stafford one's a little bit harder because he's not playing here anymore. Exactly. That's what that's I mean. That's a so little like, bit more difficult. But I would still be very – I would just go back and watch, I guess. That one I'd probably take the vacation, honestly, because he's yeah. not playing – Well, no, no. Me. I'm not saying – Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying watching – like, he doesn't make it. Like, yeah. to guarantee your team make the Super yeah, Bowl right, 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 or right. you take the trip. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. But, like, if it was, if it was just like, okay, but do you see your favorite player – like yeah. Stafford's clearly my favorite player in the league right now, but like I don't think necessarily I'd pass up on a trip if that, it, it, like you know, for him to guarantee a spot yeah, in the Super Bowl. Right, like I'm like yeah. if he makes it, he makes it, whatever. But yeah. like if it's if as a Lions fan, I think it's I think it's a yeah. If we're going like I'm not missing that 
Yeah. Like I said, unless the birth of my child, in which case it's still on while the lady's pushing. I don't know what's, <laughs> what's going on. It's there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's third down though, and I'm really gonna need to pay attention here. Yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely absolutely. The Lions? Are yeah. you kidding me? I just, thought, I, yeah, I just thought it was weird. I, I like, guarantee you, I could ask anybody in my family that question, and everybody would be like, anybody who actually cares about the Lions would go, oh, "No, I'm watching the Lions." Yeah, yeah I'm uh, absolutely doing. Yeah, it. I was. I thought it was weird because I was like, thirty yeah. percent of people would yeah. would take that offer for the for your favorite team, mm-hmm. and so seventy percent of people would take that trip, and I was like, yeah. I feel like. That's numbers off because I feel like like if you're a big sports fan, like ninety nine percent of people would yeah. rather watch your team in right. Super Bowl than Listen, take a I can go on vacations. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's one thing. But to have the guaranteed chance, like if you're knowing the back of your mind, like hey, they're gonna get there. Yeah, that they have a chance to win a world championship, and you're the Detroit freaking Lions. Hell yeah, yeah, I am all for it. Okay, another one real fast before we go. I think we've yeah. talked about this on the air before, but uh, before we talk. Crown Jewel and all that madness. Yeah. Um, See, we don't care about Crown Jewel, so yeah, we're trying to right. stay waste time. Uh, even though it was a good show. We'll get to it in a minute. All right. Last one here. All right. Let's put it NFL related because I think it's harder long term because you're a LeBron guy, so you, you get the finals all the time anyway. Um, <laughs> we can make it about Luca though. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, whatever team you choose, okay. right, whatever team that you want in any sport, let's just do any sport. It'd be easy this way, okay. okay? You guarantee they win a championship. On the year that you decide. So okay. if it's this year, next year, whatever, right? You guarantee one season in the next, say, five. Next mm-hmm. five years, you can guarantee that they go to the championship and they win. Yeah. Okay? But the next 25 years, there's a 0% chance that they will ever – that they'll never get to the championship. They'll be the best team ever to lose in the first round of playoffs. Yeah. And that's your best-case scenario, mm-hmm. right, for those teams. Do you still take it? See, 25 years. Yeah, now, see, granted, you're only 20-something. You're 21, right? Yeah. You're 21 still? Yeah. Okay, so you'll be 50. I'm 25, so I'll be yeah, really around the same time. But either way, yeah. so we'll be old men at this point. By the time the next time our teams even have a chance, does it – here's the like the logic behind it. Does it ruin sports for you a little bit? See, because it's like we did it, but then nothing else is going to matter see, for the next 25 that years. Is, that is – Problem. And you I have to root for that I was team. Say, yeah, that's the, be, that's yeah. the initial part yeah. I thought of. Right. Was and I you know no matter how excited you get that guy's career that just got drafted that team ruined. You know whose opinion <laughs> I would really like this on? It's yes. Kyle's. If we did Michigan football, yes, because I feel yep. like it'd be very interesting for him. Because I'm yeah. like because if say we're a Lions fan, it's like okay, so say like in we get 2022, they're guaranteed yep. to be in or win a Super Bowl or whatever. Yep. But yep. then 25 years, you're like nothing. Yeah. It'd be like, do I watch? Right. And I think that's the problem because I'm right. like, do I care to watch? Like, I, I think the thing that the football and, like, sports in general is so much fun is you don't know. No, you don't know. Right. You're like, going you go in, you have in, a hope you, and a prayer. You, you go talk in, yourself into it. Yep. Exactly. Every single year, yep. whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport you like, you go mm-hmm. in and you go, my team at least has a, a chance. chance. Like, yeah. you talk yourself into it. We did it this year with the Lions. We're like, oh, you know, this six defense, wins. My, yeah, six <laughs> wins, whatever. Like, no, I'm, now I've been reduced to just win a game, please. Yeah. But, um, I, I think it would take the fun out of it. Out of it, would it help enough? Yeah. To say I wouldn't do it, and yeah. I would just hope through the years that they get good enough yeah. to win it. I know I it's hard. It's hard for me. I think if I was later in life, I think it'd be a different story. Like if if we were like if we were like fifty five, yeah. if we were your dad's age, yeah. right? You know, like you're, what's your dad sixty one or something? 60, like that? Yeah, 61. Yeah, so, so like if we were your dad's age, I would hundred percent. I'd be it. like. So I'll screw screw my kids, whatever. You get to see it now. It's happening. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? yeah. Where, no, I would 100% do it if I was yeah. older. Yeah. But at like 21, I'm like – and now the people who were like 21 thinking this. Yeah. And now they're like 61. They're like, they're, oh, yeah, we I thought, thought the same thing too. I thought the same thing happened. too. Yeah. But I, I think like in the next 40 years, yeah. there's a 
good chance that they could have one run yeah, right. to get there. Hopefully, so, praying to God. So I I wouldn't take that now. Yeah. But at sixty, I would take yeah. that. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting conundrum, right? I would I, once again. I think because if you're a team like if you're if you are in a city that has had some sort of relative success over the last 15, 20 years, you're like, nah, I'll just kind of take my chances because odds are they'll get it. Where in Detroit, especially if you're if you're talking Lions specifically, you're like. Well, guarantee. Yeah, well, maybe that's better than that, throwing it and, to the gods. And the you reason why I, mean? I think it's fun <laughs> to ask like Kyle this question. Yeah, from Michigan football because right. they haven't done it in a long time. But they're always, but they're always like on the cusp. On the cusp, where it's like maybe they get you, they get you really excited, and then they like every two out. years they're like undefeated going yep. into Ohio State and then lose. Yeah, and like this year they could also be undefeated going to Ohio yeah. and, and play Ohio State and lose or whatever. Right. But like they're always that one game away where it's like. Would you take that chance of you yeah. get that guarantee now, yep. even though they're so close every single year? Yeah. If you're like on the cusp like they are, yeah. like every year, would be like interesting. Yeah, for sure. Because like Lions like haven't been close in yeah. like a long time since yeah. like 2014. Yeah. To you being relatively close. Yeah. So we would want that. Mm-hmm. But as a person that's like every year you're 11 and I'll get to a game and lose. Yeah. It would be like, would you take that to go over the hump? Yeah. Or not? It's interesting. It's an interesting thought. All right, let's shift focus here a little bit. And hypotheticals. Let's go to what actually happened in the old Saudi Arabia crown jewel. It was a show, but I will say this: I, I, I'm talking down about it, but in reality, I thought this was a pretty solid show. Honestly, I think yeah. this would be getting. I think, if, especially if it happened in the states, I think you'd be. I think a lot of people would be like, "Wow, that was a really, really good show." And yeah. and and like in all honesty, I, I'm sure people at this point have accused me of being a WWE stand, but at, at this point, I mean, honestly, I think this has been a pretty solid. I think this was a solid show. I think it's fair, though, because I think you're a WWE stand. I'm way more of an AEW stand. Yeah. So I think it balances each other out. I just, you know, for me, historically, right, I just, I look at it and I go, you know, with the invention of, you know, Twitter and all these things, right, it's it's one of those things where I, I always have the, I, I just have the perspective of, for me, you know, because I've studied so much of the history of the industry, right, where I go, okay, like, I'm very aware right now that AEW is the new kid on the block. And as much as I enjoy the product, I just know, like, this isn't the time where you should be paying attention. It's it's five, six, seven years from now is when, you know, do you maintain what do you do, yeah. right? It's WWE's been around for fifty years. So as much as they have an, a head start, they also have they've also had to go through all the trials and tribulations of being that new hot young thing, mm-hmm. you know, in the forties. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, um I thought this was a solid show though. It, you know, what did you think just overall, just blanket statements? I think this is their best Saudi Arabia show, slash anything like in Australia, anything they've done like yeah. th- in this kind of realm, I thought this is the best show they've had. No, this is hundred percent their best show. Yeah. I don't even think it's really close. Really close. I don't think it is at all. And I think I think the thing that makes this show is the fact that you don't have like um not like a part timer in like yeah. a main event spot, but like mm-hmm. you don't have any of those like main event matches that are like, oh that's like a throwaway. Yeah. Like I think everything on this card mm-hmm. Is like for the most worth part, least, something, or they would, at least would invest be, a time into it. Yeah, invest yeah. a time, or would be on a normal like, yeah. like on a SummerSlam yeah. card or something. This would have been a very solid show in any pay per view outside of a WrestleMania, and even then, I could say there's a couple matches on this where you go, those are WrestleMania matches yes, that you could argue. I would agree. Um, so I guess we could just start. Yeah, let's go through it. Yeah. So we open shockingly, kind of. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, with the Hell in a Cell match, I didn't think yeah. they'd open open. With I think this. the reason why they did this is because they're like, let's give them enough time, and then let's distance this because this is the best match on the show. Yes. And it's not really close, in my opinion, either. Um, let's get this going so that by the time we see Goldberg and Lashley, we can kind of like distance ourselves from having that great masterpiece to yeah. this hot garbage. 
Um, so Edge defeated Seth Rollins in 27 minutes, 38 seconds. Which got is phenomenal. four and three quarter stars. So we were just a quarter away from five can we, stars. Can we just talk about the fact that Edge is what 50 and just yeah, just killing it? You yeah. know, I'm I'm sorry, but like it, it, as as much credit as we want to give guys, you know, like you know, we we talk about Jericho and him being able to reinvent himself and doing all these things. I mean, has Edge had a bad match since he came back? Yes. Which one? The the last man standing match against Randy Orton at WrestleMania a couple years ago. Oh yeah, that wasn't spectacular. Yeah, good point. Okay, but outside of that, outside I of think, that, no, I would say like, I would say like also though that was Roman, like that was very yeah. unique circumstance yeah. where it was like the first yeah. one without the crowd right. and everything. So versus Roman versus Roman and Brian, all three matches against Seth have been solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, damn, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then Seth Rollins too should get a lot of credit for this as well. I. Yes. I He's doing some really great work, and it's time to kind of get him back in the world title picture, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I think. Well, he's on. Big, he's on Raw. Yeah, now, I know. So, so I'm hoping him that him and Big E and stuff like that. Over. Let's go. Yep. Yes. Sold. Yeah, but no, I thought this was really good too. Edge is yeah. doing really well. Um, he's he's honestly where like Chris Jericho was when he first went to Japan. Yes. Like it's like Kenny Omega and yes. Naito and all of them. Like yeah, he's he's, he's really on that just, where like yeah. he's like like his. Chris Jericho's run in AEW has been like the greatest thing ever. No. But like his New Japan stuff, like right when he came back that yeah. first time, yeah. was like he was doing really good yeah. there. That's what Edge is doing now. Is yeah, really Jericho good stuff. At, more of this, at this point is more of an ambassador than anything else, yes. really, at this point. But to say that, Edge has been on fire. He's in great shape. He's, I mean, they went 27 minutes. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. Really good stuff. Craziness. Uh, next up, we had Mansoor defeating Mustafa Ali in 10 minutes. He got yeah. three and three-quarter stars. Token hometown guy gets the win. Yeah. I, I honestly, though, considering the fact that didn't go super long, had enough to it. And you you did have at least a story. This mm-hmm. isn't Mansoor beating Cesaro just to have their hometown guy beat a guy. They had a story. They were a tag team. They did the whole spiel. Yeah. Like, we had something at least to have, like, okay – I understand why this is happening. Yeah. So I was. Yeah, they didn't give it a lot, but no. like the people in the match were digging it, it. And, and the and the crowd, I would say too. Usually these Saudi Arabia crowds, I feel like they're confused yeah. a lot of times. Where like they're just like why outside of like that's why you always saw Triple H versus Cena and like those matches because like those are people they knew from yeah. twenty years ago. The crowd felt like they were into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I think really helps these shows. Yeah. Uh, we had RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle defeating AJ Styles and Omas. I don't think this was as good as their no nope. SummerSlam Summer match i agree with you um you got three stars but it i think was, this I it think was this solid it was like a live event work of yep. the show instead of a pay-per-view style match of a work yeah and so um well you knew that the titles weren't changing so that's yeah, i think that, that kills too. a little bit for the especially when there's not a lot of heat around the tag titles anyway mm-hmm. so you want to feel like at least there's a chance we get new champs and in this case you're like there's no way that yeah we get new champs here yeah i think they should have yeah. went with like the Viking Raiders or something, yeah. just to give street a little profits, more street profits somebody, or something. Right, give just me a so, thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no expectation of this. Nope. Um, talk about. I guess we we'll do a sidebar on this because mm-hmm. I think it's worth noting. So yeah. Zelina Vega defeated Dewdrop in five minutes and fifty seconds. Yeah. And is this Queen's Crown tournament maybe the worst tournament you've ever seen? Um, what from a result standpoint? No, from just like. Match by match, same. Oh way. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't solid. I wasn't really thrilled. This with was. The, I wasn't really thrilled with the results either. I didn't think that Dewdrop should have been there. I thought Shayna should have won the whole thing. Yeah. Quite frankly, I, I think thought there, it was a perfect way to get there Shayna. Were, there was something I read wrong yeah. that like Shayna couldn't get over there for some reason. Oh really? So that's oh, why they that's gave why. it to Dewdrop. Listen, but, I don't. I don't mind the fact that Zelina Vega won this. I think they're trying to create new stars, and I'm. Co- I'm totally. Let me be very clear. I am so on board 
with using tournaments like this yeah. to establish and elevate new stars. I am 100% behind that every day of the week, 10 times on Sunday. However, if I don't like the fact that this the blow-off for these shows, I get it, it was Crown Jewel, I get that. Would have much preferred to see it on Raw or pay-per-view, mm-hmm. on a normal pay-per-view, that's number one. Um, and number two, match quality in these matches were not all that spectacular. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, this was the longest match of the entire tournament that went yeah. five minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, and there's so. a reason. And plus, they come out in T-shirts and everything because the rules with Saudi Arabia and all that yeah. stuff, which is another topic altogether, but kind of kills that formula a little bit. Like I said, Selena Vega, they're going to push her. Totally cool with it. I think she's fantastic. I think she's – I don't want to say fantastic in the ring, but I think she's good in the ring. She's got a good character. She can talk. Totally for it. Yep. Um, Definitely think Shane still should have won, though. But that's fine. Yeah. Uh, we have a no holds barred falls count anywhere match. Did you hear you know, si- another yes. sidebar that this was supposed to be the main event and then Reigns and, and Lesnar were like, we don't want that. And they're like, okay, so we'll give it to this to the Goldberg match. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um, which I thought was hysterical, by the way. Yeah. But Gold- <laughs> Goldberg <laughs> defeated Bobby. Well, they Lash. announced it and then they went and both competitors rejected it on camera. And yeah. I was like, yeah, they were like, this is what? stupid. I don't want that. I was and like, then, wait. What is occurring here? I was like, why would you? What, what's the freaking point here? Sometimes WWE like outthinks themselves. It's almost like when like you see offensive coordinators run a wide receiver screen on third and twenty, yeah, just like on the hope, knowing full well that it's never going to happen, and then they just keep going back to it. It's like uh-huh. you just like you worked yourself, yeah, into make a any sense to me, yeah. Um, it's Cody Rhodes not getting a world title shot ever again on your first ever pay per view, yeah, stupid. Um, third ever, but it's fine. Yeah. Goldberg. <laughs> Beat Bobby Lashley in eleven minutes and fifty and uh eleven minutes and thirty seconds. I actually got three and three quarter stars. So, um, you know why star- I did though is because and and this is the kind of thing though where I think they were smart in applying the stipulation here because yes. Goldberg can't work. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you need to put as much Gaga and as much shit to make it look like he can to make this relevant, right? Not a fan of Lashley losing, though. Still, to the, I, I get why he lost. I understand it. But if this is anybody else, fine. Not former WWE champion. Not a guy who's going to be main eventing next week. Yeah. Um, the next uh, There's very tournament. few people, legend-wise, that I'm okay with winning. Like, I'm okay with Edge beating Seth there because I know Seth is still going to remain relevant, and mm-hmm. it, he's a heel, right, and it makes sense. And Edge can go at any point in time and be brought back, mm-hmm. and we're rolling, right? Goldberg's not going to be on Raw on Monday. Yeah. It's just not happening. Um, our next uh, King of the Ring final match, we yep. had Xavier, Words, Xavier Woods beating uh, Finn Balor in 9 minutes and 37 seconds. And this is where Finn Balor should have brought out the, de- the demon to go beat him. But uh, you know, he probably like, wasn't allowed to. <laughs> they couldn't the Saudi him Arabia the... government was like, whoa, whoa, right whoa. whoa. Right I, I, we don't can, like you, demons. Hey, you can bring out the yeah. – Girls wear T-shirts. Uh, Bray Wyatt can be the fiend, yeah. but you can't be the demon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, three and a half stars for this match. Um, good match. Xavier Woods thoughts? finally just given something. Yeah, thoughts on that? Were you surprised at all? I mean, I'm I, mean, not, I wasn't I'm surprised, surprised when he made the finals. I was like, all right. So once once you – once because I thought it was going to be gender because they are just going to put him in Saudi Arabia and have him win the thing or whatever. Yeah. But once you were like – well, because – Here's, here's my we, we talked about it last week. Yeah, we too, talked yeah. about it last week, but I was like, yeah. I wanted Kofi versus Xavier. I did too. So when it wasn't, I was like, so they must have put Jinder Mahal in there yeah. for the reason to him yeah. winning it. And I said, I think Xavier's going to get it because they want to give him something to yes. make him look like an equal to Kofi and Big E. Yes, I agree with that. Now, so. to, you, to my point, though, do you think that because the word around the street is that Finn is supposed to be taking Drew's spot on Raw, right? That basically yeah. that Finn is supposed to be a top babyface. 
on Raw, uh-huh. and Drew's obviously going to SmackDown now, right? So he's going to be in contention and all that, all that jazz. In this particular case, though, wouldn't it made more sense for for um, for him a to not even be in this tournament? Number one, and number two, have him beat somebody like Sami Zayn, where Sami Zayn could then go and take it and run with it and say, "I got screwed out of the King of the Ring," rather than having Finn lose clean to Xavier Woods. You know what I mean? Like I mean, that's where yeah. I get confused a little bit because I'm like, if Finn is supposed to be a top guy. Supposed to be a main eventer. No offense to Xavier Woods. There's a 0% chance that King Xavier Woods is ever going to be a top guy. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So, somebody like Sami Zayn, whose whole gimmick is about being screwed out of things, right? Screwed out of the Intercontinental title. Screwed out of this, that, and everything else. Wouldn't have made more sense to have somebody like Sami Zayn, who was in the semifinals against Finn, to go to the finals, right? Lose to Xavier, even if it's clean, fine, whatever. But then you can continue on with the thing of, well, I got screwed over because it was a long plane run. Whatever you want to make the argument for and have him run with that rather than have a guy that you're expected to be a main event guy, top of the card, competing for the world title, lose to Xavier clean. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Finn should win this in general. Right. That's Um, what I'm saying. Like, why why him? I think it looks worse when you lose to Sami Zayn. In the second round, no, I'm so that's, I would have rather have, but like I feel like if Sami Zayn beats Finn and he cheats to do it, kicks him in the nuts, runs off yeah. with it, whatever, right? Or once again, Finn's not even in it. I'm talking about the finals, though. Like having somebody else having no, they Xavier saw, like bits, I agree, you know? someone else should have been in it, but at yeah. least having Finn in the finals yeah. gives him that. Okay, I was in the finals of it, even though you yeah. didn't win. You're like, all right, I was in the finals and yeah. I just got beat by this guy who's in the greatest faction ever because yeah. these two guys are WWE champions and now he's king of the ring or whatever. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, they have that story of it. What do you think? Do you think it goes anywhere? No, they never go anywhere. Yeah, like these I, never go anywhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the last time they ever went anywhere. To be honest, I think the king of the ring has in the years past. I mean, you think about it, like Barrett when he won, he did. You know, he won the IC title from it. But they never you know? like. They never, yeah, but like King Booker, Booker did. Yeah, Booker like Booker title. was like the that's was like the last, last one, one I think probably. Yeah. But like most, 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 most of which, got the IC title out of it a few years later. But like I'm just saying, like when they win them, they're yeah. like King Xavier Whatever. for like a year, and yeah. then they go. Okay, yeah, the now Corbin we're one was the one that sucked the worst a couple yeah. years ago. That one sucked. But like they win them, they're like King something something whatever for like yeah. a year. They maybe win a title off of it, maybe yeah. have it for like a month, and then they just they should yeah. just give it to Nakamura and be like, oh, you're King Nakamura again, which you are, yeah, already, right. Yeah, he's already IC champion now, so it's all good. Yeah, I like that. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like these yeah, never, I don't know. These I'm never gonna, just like go yeah. anywhere. Like I they want win them and it, you it never used get to be where it. you got number one contendership. Shit, Rock won the King of the Ring. He got number one title shot against yeah, the they Rock. Never, they haven't done that in like yeah. since then. Yeah. Since King Booker won it, probably. Yeah, they what done was that? that? What was that? 2004? Three? No, Booker was 2006. WrestleMania 22 was 2006, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he beat Ray for it. So, okay. yeah, so Ray was champion at that time. So, yeah, 2006, 2007 ish time. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so since, either way, 14 since, years. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't do it yeah. from like 2007 to like. Yeah, for a while. 2015 yeah. when like Sheamus won or whatever. Or Bad News Bear. Well, no, well, I think Regal won it in 2012, 13, because he won the IC title off of it. And then he feuded with Punk whenever that time was. I don't remember that. Yeah, he, be, he, but that's he won okay, the King of the Ring because he beat Punk in the finals to win the King of the Ring. Yeah. Beat Santino in like 15 seconds in, in England. I remember this very vividly. And then he won it because everyone was like William Regal making like hard ass comeback over here, and was and then him and Punk had a series of really really. Solid I w- matches. I will say late 2011. It's weird because I like CM Punk, but late yeah. 2011 and like 2012, yeah. I wasn't really into wrestling that yeah, much. Right. I think it was just because they mixed the brands together, mm-hmm. and then the show wasn't good written wise so i was like yeah. i don't know what's going on so 
Yeah. Um, that, yeah, they very well could have had, but I just don't remember any There's of it. your history on the King of the Ring, folks. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I hope this goes somewhere, though. If you're going to make, once again, this is, goes back to what I've been saying now for three years. They need, get rid of the 24-7 championship. They need a lower mid-card championship. Mm-hmm. They do. They desperately need one because that way, this would have been the time. Okay, Xavier wins the King of the Ring. Now he goes and wins the TV, European, whatever the hell you want to call it, title, mm-hmm. right? And now you've added legitimacy to the King of the Ring tournament and to, to him as yeah. a singles act, you know? He's not going to win the Intercontinental. He's not going to beat the, He's not going to win the U.S. title from Damian Priest. It ain't, ain't going to happen, you oh. know? So come on. This is stupid. <laughs> Next up, we have the WWE title match. Big E defeating Drew McIntyre in 13 minutes, 23 seconds. Got four and a quarter stars. Uh, this is a really good match yes. that I think is one of those that, because of the stupid draft that they just did, was yeah. like, so Drew has a 0%, 0% chance of winning. Like, there yeah. wasn't even like a, okay, he might win it and then take it to smack. Like, yeah. none of Are that. you happy that they went with a clean finish? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm cool with that. Okay. I because think I think Big E needs a couple at I, least. I agree with you. I was just wondering because some people, you know, because you can make the argument. We talked about this last week where you yeah. go, it still doesn't feel like Big E is in that championship mode yet right where he, i don't feel like he's the favorite to win any of these matches yeah. because against bobby i think bobby's like bobby resume resume is going to win this match yes. drew same thing that's why i, I think yeah. biggie needs this one clean yeah. and probably the next one or two clean i think they, before they even start interfering i think they again. scheduled this crown jewel show at the perfect time though because now immediately after you start with new rosters and it's almost like you cut the tie and yeah, we're, and we're yeah going. i was just you know saying the I mean? only annoying thing is like result wise like you kind of could like pick out like, absolutely who's yeah. gonna win and that's why these shows are difficult to begin with that's why i'm appreciative of the fact that the the content, the quality of the matches were as good as they were. Yeah. It's the only way it to make these me, shows it gives bearable. Me, I'm not – now, don't take this out of the realm of their near takeover shows because they're not. No. But when takeover, mm-hmm. you used to have, like, a tag match with, like, Undisputed Arrow and whoever. It would yeah. be like, okay, so Arrow's going to win this match. Yeah. We'd but, have, like – but yeah. it would be a really, really good match. And maybe you had, like, five seconds of thought that the other team was going to win. Mm-hmm. This is what a lot of these yes. matches were where Big yep. E's not losing it. Nope. But it's Drew a really good match, and Drew gave him a fight. So yeah. that's all we wanted. Yep. Um, our co-main, we had SmackDown Women's title three-way. Mm-hmm. We had Becky Lynch uh, in defeating in a t-shirt, beating Bal- Bianca Belair in a, in a t-shirt, t-shirt, and Sasha Banks in a t-shirt. In, a t-shirt. in 19 minutes and 23 seconds, got four stars. My favorite part of this match is when they Sasha... T-shirts. <laughs> When, <laughs> when Sasha came out and she was doing her thing in the ring yeah. and like she did something and the crowd like erupted and said something and be- and they closed in on Becky and she like went and like looked over at the crowd like she was shocked that the crowd was actually cheering for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was kind of hysterical. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I thought this match was good. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like – I don't want to say Becky in this match. But I just really love Bianca and Sasha together as a like a one on one duo as a one on one thing, and so when you add Becky, it just kind of ruins that dynamic just slightly mm-hmm. for me. <clears throat> yeah. um, but all in all, I think it was like a good match. Basically, what I'm telling you is I really love Becky's character, but she's like Stone Cold Steve Austin to me, where like her matches don't yeah, aren't there. Ring, yeah. But the character, like anything yeah. before and after, is a lot of fun. Yeah. But like the match. You, have you? There. I, I, this is just now, just kind of off the cuff here. We're already an hour ten in, so why not? Why not? But uh, did you ever watch? Um, I'm guessing I know the answer is probably no to this. But did you ever watch Stone Cold's work before he broke his neck? Like when? when yeah. What, like what have you like from a Stone Cold perspective? Like you watched him in like '96, '97. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because like that to me was like 
the best version of Stone Cold. Yeah. Not like the hell raising and shit, but like when he was wrestling, like Brett and Sean and Owen. I mean, Owen's one broke his neck, but like all those, all that, all that time there yeah. before he basically when he after he won King of the Ring to before he won the world title. Yeah, that small subset of time there, and even in WCW, but WWE sucks. But like that time for Stone Cold. He was so good in ring, yes. even where like that's where it really propelled him. And then he got hurt, obviously, and then he had to go more brawler style. But like that time, yeah, was like man. He well, was, I that's in that's, ring was so good. And, and like Becky doesn't have like a moment in time with that. Yeah. But Becky, like in NXT and her early yep. run, she had really good matches. Yep. But now she's at that point where it's a lot of character. You can definitely tell out of the three of them, she's the least good in the ring. Yes. Yeah. And it's like very and obvious. I think, I think it's because she's not as athletic as the and, other But two. like that's my thing with like – and I hate just like comparing them to Austin because that's weird. Yeah. But like it's well, the mean, same where had, like, that, where like that kind you of had people character. like Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Bret Hart around yeah. Austin and The Rock even. Where yeah. you're like these people are just better in-ring performing, <laughs> yeah. performers. Yeah. But the character-wise oh, yeah, was, way better. was yeah. like, like Becky is like so much more over than like all the other people yeah. are and, and stuff. That's, and that's and why she's such a star, right? And that's – she's just not as athletic. That's yes, the reality exactly. of it. She's yes. not an athlete. Like Bianca Belair is an Athlete. Athlete. Sasha like is an athlete. Yeah, right. Like Charlotte and all of them are like yeah. athletes that can like work really mm-hmm. well. And like she just doesn't work as well as them. But her character is That's like why Bailey and it. Becky matches aren't very good. Yes, because both of them yeah. are character yeah. driven right. and not as much in ring yeah. talent. Absolutely. Um but yeah, off t- as that off topic. Yeah, but I thought no, this I mean, match was good. Yeah. But I think Becky to yeah. an extent like brings it down, down in yeah a way. in a weird way yes. right right yeah for sure she builds it up to where you want to see it but then it's like the match is like that was good the, a perfect here's yeah. the perfect example is a wrestlemania 35 main event yeah where like you go you're like was, i am ready if it was charlotte and rowdy or, or ronda rousey yeah um it probably would have been like a great match yeah but like when you add becky it's like okay becky gets you super hyped and yeah. she's like the man and becky she's super is the hot. draw to get you in but then charlotte is the one well, that makes charlotte, you at the end of that you go Charlotte so or Bianca or Sasha yeah, needs you to so good, yeah, yeah right, take you sure. over. Yeah. Anyway, so off that like very long Becky Lynch tangent, she wins. I'm okay with it. I thought it was actually. It was, I thought it was, it was good. good well, the roll up, everything kind of worked in this particular. I'm so glad they didn't pin Bianca here. I was yeah. really glad they got oh Sasha with the roll up. Um, this is what frustrates me sometimes about WWE though is when they do stupid finishes where I go. What, like that was so well done where yeah they lost right but it's a quick roll up right you're splitting off anyway why can't we get more of that rather than alright we got 65 freaking people running in we got this that and everything else going on like yeah. to distract you from what's going on it's like no one's fooled by it anymore yeah. you know what I mean we all know the friends backstage so it's like you know what I mean like yeah. let's just let's just be smart about it yeah. more often than not and then my biggest fear came true Smackdown the next night. Yeah, they did the the, the women's. Yeah, and it was a switch. disaster. Uh, yeah, and it was and, rough, and they yeah. cut half of it. So they showed it the next next yep. night on uh, yeah, competing with, competing yep. with Dynamite or whatever, and they cut like half of the segment off. Yeah, because it was a disaster. Like Charlotte yeah. dropped the title, and Becky threw it at her, and all yeah. the stuff, and they cut and they like got, they cut like ninety percent yeah, of it. They got a big screaming match backstage. It was a whole yeah. yeah. Charlotte got taken out of SmackDown and stuff, yeah. and there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened, but. That Good thing they're on opposite shows. So that was fun. Yeah. And then, so after all this, this is how tired I was. I'm like, I'm like feeling I know. tired. That's how I was after it. watching the show. <laughs> yeah. We got to the Universal Title match. Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar. Twelve minutes, and twenty seconds. Got three stars. And mm-hmm. 
it, it's good because it's a Reigns Lesnar match. I but it, it was wasn't. It was going to be. But yeah, but it wasn't Reigns Lesnar of no prior time. No, I, and here's why though. I think this was so much more story driven. Yes, here than all the other ones. And and two, Roman is now established in a mm-hmm. different way than before. Right. So I don't th- like we didn't have any of that playing to the crowd. Like I I'm really in, you know for as much crap as I give Brock coming back. Brock as a challenger and Brock as an attraction, not as world champion for 500 days and never be yeah. on TV, but Brock coming in, Brock delivers good matches. Yes. He beats the shit out of people, and they, he lets people beat the shit. Like, every match, I get why he's got to take six months off, because he legitimately goes in there, and they they fucking fight. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a fight. Uh, so I really dug that aspect of it, right? Knowing full well, there's 0% chance that Reigns isn't walking out with the title here. I like the fact that they did the little spot where where Heyman shoves the title in the middle of it, and you just go, you know what to do with it, yeah. And you don't know who he's talking to, mm-hmm. right? Technically, I, I dug that whole thing. So if you want to revisit it, you can. There's just a lot of good things they did with it. The finish is kind of crappy. Hits him with the belt, pins him. It is yeah. what it is. But they had to get out of it somehow, and they had to have Roman take the one two. They had to have him get the one two three. Yep. So I think Brock looks strong still. Comes out on SmackDown, beats everybody up, gets suspended. He can go home for six months. Yeah, I think I think the rumor is that Lesnar has two matches. He has one at Rumble and one at Mania yep. left. So I would assume, if I was a betting person, that Lesnar and Reigns happens at the Rumble. Yes. And then whoever wins the Rumble Faces probably Lesnar. gets Reigns at. Yes. I'm gonna say Reigns. It needs to be Reigns. Um, faces Reigns at Mania 38. Who do you think wins? I was legit. I'm glad you brought that up because, and by the way, Kazushka Okada won the G1. All right, we talked about it because I'm more interested in this at this point. We'll talk about it next week or something. But like, we're already an hour 20 minutes. But I want to ask yeah. you this though because I do think it's important. I have been thinking for the last several days now in my five minutes of free time between work and coaching and all okay. the other things I'm doing. Who the hell wins the Royal Rumble? And the reason why, because we're right on that time, right? We're at the end of October. It's coming quick. You know it's coming because we're getting through the holidays. And all of a sudden, oh, by the way, January 20th, Rumble, or whenever the day is, right? Who the hell wins the Royal Rumble this year? Because the last couple of years, like, let's go go through some IAR history for just a second here as we ramble on for the next 20 minutes. Every year, last few years, it's felt like we've kind of had an idea, or at least a top two or three. Uh Like, Edge last year coming in number one, you kind of felt like, all right, Drew's champion. Roman's still doing. You know, Roman's not back yet, right? Because yeah. he was he was you know out still. So you're like, uh-huh. who's gonna do it, right? Like it's up. You know, Edge's in the Rumble. So all right, when you did it, everyone kind of went sweet. Okay, yeah. cool. We're we're digging it. You're for that. McIntyre, you you knew right? Yeah. Like this is gonna be the moment. Seth, you're for that in Chicago. Like it just felt like you knew it, right? Uh-huh. Even when like Nakamura won it, you kind of felt like. All right, we there's a pretty good chance here. I'm hoping to God that they have somebody, but in my mind, I think it's Drew McIntyre wins it again. I think he gets hot enough to do it, or Finn for the Raw side. Uh-huh. But I think I think that if they and I think you're right. I don't think they're gonna. I I'm honestly more just hoping. I don't know if it's a thought, but. I'm really hoping they don't do Brock Reigns again at Mania. I really hope they don't do that. And, I, and I'm and i hoping you're right where it's Brock and Reigns at the Rumble. So that way Brock can't be in the Rumble, meaning that that's the main event, not the Rumble match. I'll take it. I don't care. And I 
because I think Drew and Reigns, especially if Rock isn't going to be the guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I, I, from what I am reading and what I have heard, there, it's more likely that Rock Reigns happens the following year in Los Angeles. Okay. So that's why I'm going with that thought. Now, if it's going to be the Rock, I will. Here's the thing: to get that match, I will sacrifice this year's Rumble for the Rock to win the Rumble and to face Reigns because that is the biggest match we've ever seen in a very long time. I, I have a point to counter that, okay. and this might help okay. a lot with what you're saying. There now. is nobody hot enough right now outside of Roman Reigns to win the Rumble. Maybe okay, Bobby so Lashley? My, my theory on how this will go, if and now we're going to yeah. throw in that The Rock is possibly could be the guy. Because okay. if he's not, then who, I think it could yeah. be McIntyre. I, I really, like, honestly, because I'm so, assuming it's facing Reigns, but I don't know. So like, I, I if, if we're going to say The Rock, okay. I'm going to say, and this is what this is how they would do it too, is whoever wins the Rumble faces Big E or the Raw side, the okay. WWE title. Okay. I'm going to give okay. you that. Yep. Um, I think what's going to happen is so Reigns beats Big E at Survivor Series. Clearly. They have their day one. It's called, there's a pay per view called Day One coming up. It's yes, like the first is, day of yeah, January. Yeah, right, yeah. I think that's like a Sunday or something. Yeah. So, like, that's mm-hmm. going to be a pay per view. Um, whoever he versus there, he's going to beat. And he probably has Brock at Royal Rumble, right? So he goes through all those. Yep. I think you have that Friday after yeah. he comes out and so goes. He's beating everybody. He's beating yep. everybody. Exactly no one left. Yep, yep, yep. Music hits. Rock comes out and goes. <laughs> and then you kind of get what Cena Rock did after 27, where they just look up at the sign and go, that's it. Right there. That's mm-hmm. the match. Yeah. And then I think because with The Rock – you don't need him to win the Rumble and have all the no, stuff built up. Not. No, you do you not. You don't at all. You do not. You nope. literally just Zero percent. Yep. You just need him to come out and go, they can, there's they no can, one they else. They can pull Triple H Taker, where Taker comes out. Remember that night that yeah. Taker comes out? And, and they then just Triple look. H, inter- before even Taker says anything, and they both just stare at each other. People are going ballistic. They look up at the sign, look back, and, they're like, and they just and, and that, that was it. Away. That was the whole promo. That yeah. was it. Nobody actually said anything. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, literally, I think that's all they really need to do is Rock comes out on that on Fox, mm-hmm. and you don't announce him, but you maybe you go, oh, there's like a big guy coming. Oh, right? I wouldn't do. I wouldn't announce him. I wouldn't announce because the hard would, thing is because you want people to you like want to cop in. that rating. But, but actually, actually, no. Yeah. What you actually do is he comes out, and the next week you just say he's going to be at SmackDown, and that's the rating you pop. Actually, yeah, right. But um, no, he comes out the day after the Rumble, and he walks out there. And he just he says whatever he just looks at the sign, mm-hmm. but that's your match. That's how you set it up. Is yeah. he just comes out? Reigns like there's no one left. I yeah. beat Lesnar. I beat Cena. Yeah. Who's beating all these guys? Right. Blah, 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 blah. And, and, yeah. and Rock comes out and goes, "I beat all those guys." Or right. like he right, says right. whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He's done his thing, and then he gets that match. Yeah. That's your main the event match. One with the Rock. Yeah. yeah. You get your main event match. Then the Raw one. You know you can get Finn, Rollins, Edge, whoever you want. McIntyre wins the Rumble, takes on Big E, and that's your two main event matches. You think Big E holds the title to Mania, huh? Well, that's just I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll say WWE yeah. title. I just want to see where he loses see, yeah. it. Yeah. Give him I, a nice I, fight. I just don't. Know, I just don't know who the hell is gonna win it this year. Like, because I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm and trying what, to do it from like a quality from a quality match perspective. And here's the thing from that, uh, from that perspective, right? Yeah. Like, if it's the right. Raw side, I think there's a lot more options. Yes. Like, I think you could go. Okay, Finn could win. Yep. Rollins could win. Yep. Edge could win back to back. You know, you could do a couple things and have that match set up. You know, I know what I mean? I know McIntyre hate, can win. I know you hate me for this, but I'm definitely on board with an Edge title run. I'm just throwing that out there. I know. I don't, I don't care. Like, it's fine. Whatever. If I'm he's going to be there every week, I don't yeah, care. I'm just saying. But um, <laughs> if you give me a two-month run with Edge as WWE champion, yeah, totally sold. But um, 
but like if if you're telling me that he's going to go for the against Big E or something, I think there's a lot more guys yeah. that you can throw into the fire. I think the problem comes in is if The Rock isn't available for some, and this one's in our uh, LA, isn't it? I think next year's in LA. I thought it was in LA. Oh, is it? Is yeah, that think, why? Hey, that's what I'm saying. I think next year it's in LA. Let's look it up right now while we're while we're talking about it. Like, because I was like, if this one's LA, it's a perfect spot because he's probably going to be in LA filming a movie. WrestleMania. If it's in where, where else would it be Dallas? Maybe location. I think it is Dallas this year. Yeah. Oh, and hold on. Because Dallas isn't as nice of a spot then for that match, probably. 2021. Okay, hold on. The next three. Okay, so 37 was Raymond James. Yeah. Um, 38 is. Okay, 38 is in Texas. 39 is in LA. Yeah, that's see, that's, that's the problem that's you could run saying. into. And, and, the, and then the co-problem to that is if you're not going to do Rock this year, I don't know who's big enough to do it with this year. That's why I'm saying if Drew Because I don't think Drew's big enough. But I think I think you can get Drew hot enough, and I'm thinking here's here's my logic behind thinking about this right is because I'm looking at it and saying who can get a great match out of Reigns, right? While also making me believe that he can technically maybe win it, and he's got to have the resume to do it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this is not a typical world champion going into mania this is the guy who's going to be champion for almost two years yeah he's been untouchable from a character in ring whatever he's been the guy the guy Mm -hmm. so you have to have somebody if they're going to challenge now if they challenge biggie fine but either way you have to have somebody ready for reigns and if it's not somebody like that then it's got to be somebody hot enough Mm -hmm. to where you go okay I can believe it because he beat every like McIntyre's the only guy on the roster right now you can say oh I beat I beat I beat Brock yeah you know what I mean I had you at Survivor Series, too, two years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was WWE champion. I've done everything you've done, right? Uh-huh. And now I went and did it again. I've won the Rumble again, and this time I'm taking my WrestleMania moment. I didn't get it last year. I didn't get it the year before that. I'm taking it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could you could roll with that. And he's huge, too. He's, yeah. a, big, he's a big mofo, uh, too. I, I think – okay, so a, a secondary problem that comes into that, and it's going to be – yeah. I, because I think when The Rock comes in, he's the guy to beat Reigns finally. Oh, don't say that. Because I don't think anyone else. I if Drew does have that storyline, does Drew beat him, or are we gonna go a whole another year with Reigns? I think right now, and at that of, point, as of th- this writing, mm-hmm. I think Drew is the only person who's credible enough to beat Reigns. Yeah, I would, and see, I would agree with that. Yes, to, and because I'm like, okay, so if Reigns beats. Drew, after winning the Rumble and everything you just said, like, is this whole year... Because I think, actually, what they could do is really what they did with Cena Rock, where mm-hmm. the night after Mania 38, Rock comes out and goes, it up. a year later, we're having Sets that match. Yeah. But then I'm like, that is Rock costs him? He could. He could do that what same thing. did that? But then I'm like... then that, you're, that solves all your problems, then. Because then, then Reigns loses, you get a new champion... Yeah, you, you set up the next set up year. enough to him for SummerSlam, and then you don't have to be champion for a whole another year. That does solve all your problems. Yeah, just have Rock cost yeah. him. That's I fine. think I think Rock should cost him. Yeah, I think they just do what they did with Cena the year before, that time. Yeah, literally just rerun. Have him cost him. Yeah, that's fine. Right, Rock comes out like he does something in the beginning of the show or early on. Right, Rock makes an appearance. Reigns dismisses him. Right, yeah. like I, I don't give a shit who you are, yeah. kind of thing. And then he costs him the title. Drew wins. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Gets his moment from his fans. He's champion for a while. And meanwhile, the entire time, it's just Roman cutting. And then Roman takes it to another level. So Roman may not be in the title picture right away, right? But then Roman just goes on a tear. He beats everybody in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. He just spear, 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 and cutting great promo. Oh, man. 
man, that's the way to do it right that there. That is the way to do that's it. That's the way to do it. Everyone, we just figured out WrestleMania 38 and 39. <laughs> we just did it. We just yeah. did it for you. Screw Raw. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, screw it. We, we don't like Raw, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> All right. Enough fantasy booking. That's going to be it for this week's show, though, guys. Uh, next week, we're obviously going to be talking about the fallout from Michigan, Michigan State. One season's pretty much over at that point. Um for the most part, uh, we're also going to be talking. We, we may talk. We may talk some NFL next week. We'll be almost halfway through the season, so maybe depends if I'm mm-hmm. feeling if I want to get into it. <laughs> um, when's full gear, Mike? The 13th of November. The 13th. Of, okay, so we got a little bit more time before we preview that card. But um, yeah, we'll have some other stuff. I'm sure. Tell I'm, sh- I'm sure. Rally I'm sure we can make fun of LeBron some more. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Receding hairline, that receding <laughs> hairline, and he has to wear a headband for no hair. I know that's funny. I, I, I told someone that the other day. Yeah, I was like, because I was making fun of Alex Cruz, so I was like, I wonder why he wears a headband with no hair. And they're like, Well, why does LeBron do it? And I and went, you went, How dare you? I, was, I literally was like, I literally like felt hurt. I was like, What do you mean? Uh, you should because uh, when he puts the headband on, shit gets real. real. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. We appreciate all the support. Once again, use our code ALWAYSRIGHT for 50% off all Swift Lifestyle products. Please go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com to buy the official I'm Always Right Sports Podcast t-shirt as well as do uh, direct links to the Swift Lifestyles page as well. So once again, 50% off using our code ALWAYSRIGHT. Uh, We really appreciate all the support as we come to this year to a close. Once again, go to our contact page, fill it out. Uh, let us know if you want to hear anything specific about a specific person, specific sport, whatever you want. You know, we always love to uh, hear, you know, what you guys think and take all of your suggestions under uh, careful consideration. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Mystic Whaleman, he's the Merc Stone, Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica, and we will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>